You have arrived. You have now entered the Kush Life. Welcome to the Kush Life podcast, where we explore the Oklahoma medical marijuana community. From growers to dispensary owners, it's the Kush Life for us. Welcome to the Kush Life Podcast. Hi, my name is Marshall Hill, and we're recording today out of the back of the Kush Dispensary. And I don't know about you, Katie, but I'm hungry. Yeah? Yeah. Hungry for some edibles? Usually Chris is the hungry one. Today it's me. I see all this deliciousness out here. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Just to set the record straight, I am hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Good. All right. This is going to be a fun munchie then, Chris. So, Katie... uh, Talk to me a little bit about what's been going on in the dispensary, and then I want to hop into seeing what this granola is all about. Okay. Well, it has definitely been a busy week at the dispensary this week. We are getting ready for 420. Yeah. Kush Lounge. It is April. Um, well, yeah, we're putting together the dog park. Kush Lounge is coming together nicely. We've got our patio put in. we got some dirt put in this week. We're about to put some lights out back there. It is looking very nice. Well, we're putting sod on top of the dirt. You forgot the sod part. Yeah, it's coming together. It's a process. I mean, the dogs just really want dirt, right? Yeah, we're not going to roll around in dirt. (laughs) No. I told Ray Skywalker she just turned one the other day. So she's excited about coming out. Nice, nice. She's ready. She's ready. We are excited, too. And then, also, we've got specials for 420. We've got B-rolls on special all month long. $11. Yeah, $11 for a B-roll. Whoa. And then we've also got Aponia drink mix. They're 10 milligrams. You put them in your water. Those are $3 now until 420. Yeah. They're delicious as well. Those are good, yeah. They are very good. And... We're doing day tripper pre rolls, seven dollars a piece now until four twenty. Yep, yeah, and uh, all these vendors will be out here as well on four twenty for our grand opening of Kush Lounge. Um, how many vendors time. do we have right now? I think we've got f- about seven set up so far. Yeah. So yeah. now we are just needing some food trucks. So if anyone hears this, bring your food. I thought In we'd a have a chef out there, you know, chopping stuff up for us. That's <laughs> what I thought. Yeah, we got a food handler license coming in case we need to do hot dogs or something. I have a food handler's license. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're more than welcome to come. All right. Chef Joey. Chef Joey. All right. Chef Ta- Joey in the house. Talk to us about What's Chef up, Joey. <laughs> chef Joey, tell us all about your edibles. Well, we are a local company. We're based on um, 12th Street in Sheridan, right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, And everything that we do is, I'm sorry, we make everything from scratch. We're a scratch-made kitchen. All of our edibles start with raw ingredients, and we add the cannabis very carefully and scientifically so it hits you the way it's supposed to, and you get the full effect. We are uh, firm believers. We're absolutely sticklers about making sure that we give every absolute milligram and every last piece of edible that we we hand out. Um, We are so blessed to be here in Oklahoma. We can't say thank you enough um, for, you know, just to to be here. And uh, thank you to Kush, a.k.a. Kush. (laughs) Kush, Kush, Kush. Kush dispensaries. We're glad you're here. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think most of your stuff is full spectrum. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Uh, The gummies, we do have distillate gummies, but we are also in the process of making RSO. 
and our rosin, hash rosin gummies. Okay. We have Nature's Lab pressing rosin, and I get to uh, get the residuals of that. And thank God anything that they don't like gets passed over to me. Nice. Yeah, I'm in the middle of getting some hash rosin from uh, our last people that were on uh, last week, Icy Melts. Oh, they I love some, Icy Melts, uh, Yeah, have those hash rosin sticks. So, yeah, start nice. getting some of their hash rosin from them. Uh, Joey, but where did you grow up? Like, uh, tell us who Chef Joey is, what got you into cooking, all that good stuff. Um, well, I'm, uh, I'm originally from beautiful Brooklyn, New York. Um, I spent uh, a large amount of time out on Long Island, New York, and I started cooking, just um, cooking with the family, pretty much uh, proficient in making pasta by the time I was eight, working in my uncle's restaurant by the time I was nine. What was your uncle's restaurant? Uh, it was uh, Sabatino's out in sorry Sabatino's out in Franklin Squares, and he also had uh, part ownership of uh, part ownership of <clears throat> excuse me a pizzeria called King Umberto's, which is a uh, very uh, famous Italian restaurant out there in Franklin Square. That was the gangster, the gangster yes, pizza place. Yes, and yes, uh, yeah. My uncle was definitely an Italian businessman, <laughs> yeah. and, and Sabatino's. That's that's another well known one. Yeah, it's uh, he. He was um, he was incredible, and the fact that I I would spend you know two months out of every summer with him, and when I would you know spend my summers with him, my favorite thing would to be you know be in the kitchen with the guys and uh, cooking. And because I was you know Frankie, my uncle Frankie was my uncle Frankie, everybody treated me like gold. So they were more than willing to teach me everything they freaking knew. So you know. That's when I started working in, you know, as far as really just developing my love for the culinary. But um, I started cooking with cannabis you, when I you, was 14. You remember, I guess it probably would have been pasta, right? That would be yeah. the first thing to ever make. The very first thing I infused was pasta. Absolutely. And that was the very first thing that I made uh, homemade. Um, you know, growing up, the men... Usually hung out with each other, drank wine, smoked cigarettes. I'm 51, so this is, you know, we're talking in the in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was, you know, my daddy's my freaking hero, but I was a mama's boy, and I was always so hungry. And my mom was just the most incredible cook ever. So I was always on my mom's hip. And she What was the just, favorite thing that she made? What was her? Um, fettuccine Alfredo. That was my favorite thing she made, but that or the Sunday sauce. That tomato sauce, oh, my God. Two freaking die for. You can smell it like as uh, you can smell it three blocks away. <laughs> two tree blocks away, easy. <laughs> the trees are between the twos and the fours. You got your twos, your trees, your fours. <laughs> so three blocks away is three. <laughs> right. I was hoping we'd get a translation. Yeah. In Oklahoma, I don't think we've ever said that. This is your trot. You throw the ball. Water. <laughs> Water. Coffee. Butter. So wait, peppers. There's but, no freaking ours. But when you moved here, I mean, we got some really great names of cities, right? You know, little towns. Golly, we got some interesting names. For ourself. Yes, I I am I'm not a uh, I'm from Brooklyn, so I struggle, struggle with English, and then the Native American were, uh, names that come out. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna mutilate this. What is this? <laughs> what is the name? Can somebody help me? I usually just shut up and let people tell me, and then I'm like, okay, I can mimic that. <laughs> All right, how long have you been here in the state? I've been uh, in Oklahoma for uh, just about a year, and um, I got to tell you, when so I first 
came to visit Oklahoma in 1987. National championships, NCAA championships, oh, went to yeah. Oklahoma City. Nice. Yeah, you know what? That was like Oklahoma City in 1987. <laughs> if anybody else is out there that is my age, you know what the hell it was like. <laughs> it was different. Um, I, I wasn't used to it. I was a big city kid. Um, but I got to tell you, <laughs> the people were so freaking nice. So hold on. <laughs> so you got there and it was small? Yeah. Oh, yeah, That's Oklahoma the big city? city for us. <laughs> Not back then. It was Yeah, that big. so uh yeah, um Kings County aka Brooklyn uh 3.5 3.8 million people. Um you know, people <laughs> live on top of each other. It's just it's a, it's a totally different, you know, beast. And um when I I was went to the University of Tennessee and it was the first time I've ever had my taste of southern living. First time I went to Oklahoma and I I met Oklahomans. Everybody was so nice. I wasn't used to it. It it threw me off. I was like, are they bullcrapping me? Is this really? <laughs> People are actually this nice? Because right. back home, there is, uh, there's just such a sense of, I got to get this done. Nobody has the patience to just say, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, and Manhattanites are different. Like, you know, and there's parts of Long Island totally different, but there's a whole huge section. And if you're a New Yorker, you cannot freaking deny this. You know it, that everybody's just so, you know, so occupied what they're doing. They're kind of, um, kind of, can I curse? Yeah. They're kind of shitty. Yeah, they're (laughs) just like going to point A to point B. Yeah, that's it, man. And get the F out of my way. And although I grew up in that, when once I, um, you know, I, first first time I went to Tennessee, the first time I went to Oklahoma, the first time uh, I went to Virginia, and you know, you, just, you get a different vibe, you get a different sense of of America, mm-hmm. and it was just for me, it was like, yeah, I like that, right. definitely, I like that. And my dad always said it. He's like, yeah, you know, you're you're a city b boy breakdancer farmer. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I want 10 acres, I want cows, I want chickens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Want yeah. it all. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, believe it or not, I, I want to be as far away from the city as possible. I moved to Bixby and everybody's like, you're in the sticks. I'm like, yeah. Right. I got, I, there's a farm behind me. I live, mm-hmm. I have a small piece of property of an acre. And Some I'm horses like, around you. Yeah. That's yeah. what I like. That's beautiful. You wake up, people wave to you. Right. Yeah. Come on. Driving down the street and then they Wave at you. Yeah, I hello. love that. Yeah, just a little, hey. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'll get my whole hand out. Like, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> well, and we lived in Owasso for a while. There is nothing like living in a small town and going to sporting events and everybody just rooting on all the kids. You're pretty much the whole town's rooting on the whole town. It's just a different feeling. It is. You can't mimic that in the big city. You can't. Yeah. You really can't. They try to with colleges, but it's just not the same. I know last year was a little bit different, you know, for 2020. But if 2021 doesn't, but at least 2022, I bet your high school football will be back in full swing. Wait till you get down to Bixby High School football. Yeah. And it's some a of big that, deal. You know, My daughter will deal. be here. So, yeah, that'll, I'll be stoked. I'll be like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't care if she's a cheerleader. Hopefully she is. <laughs> so I can get better seats. <laughs> No, no, no. My daughter's a cheerleader. I, I got to sit up front. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's totally different. Um, in my high school, football was not the thing. What was the thing? Track and field. Okay. We had 202 people try out and make the qualifying. Wow. My sophomore year, that was, that was the biggest team we had. And my coach looked at us. He was like, well, we're going to have to make the tryouts harder. 
So we made the tryouts way harder. Mm-hmm. And 202 people still made the tryouts. He's oh, like, wow. all right, well, I guess we got a big team this year. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Football? Yeah. Uh. yeah. I did pole vault. Yeah. I was a high jumper, high hurdler. Okay. Yeah, I was afraid of the pole vault. Yeah, I, I was see- too. It's, it's scary. I seen a guy go up and it snapped and he didn't make the mat. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, that was my biggest fear. <laughs> I think it's poking me. Bam. It's a little fiberglass pole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right through you. You guys are psycho. Freaking thing snaps. They're like, give me another pole. What was your <laughs> highest jump? I don't even remember. It was a long time ago. I did high jump a lot. But, yeah, this is my senior year. I, I didn't even want to do it anymore. They're like, you have to stay in this. I was like, man, what's the easiest thing? Pole vault. Didn't have to run, didn't have to do anything. <laughs> no running. So I, I pretty much just sit there and watch everyone else pole vault. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because I was afraid of the pole going to go right through me. <laughs> mental, well, mental block, I guess. Since we're talking about back in the day, we heard that your first time cooking with cannabis was at 14. Yes. But what was your first time smoking cannabis? or And what did you smoke out of? How'd you feel? Uh, the first time I smoked cannabis, um, my cousin had just got an ounce of, well, he got two ounces. He got Panama Red and Colombian Gold. Oh, the Colombian yeah. Gold. Yeah. We've, this heard, was we've heard Colombian Gold before. 1977. Okay. Yeah, I was eight years old. It was my eighth birthday. <laughs> I was raised around a bunch of hoodlums. Um, I love my cousin um, as psychotic as he is. His ridiculous thought was, I have nothing to give you. And he looked at me. He's like, you want to go into the shed and get high? And I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I love the smell. I don't know what it was, but just the smell of it was. And I, I looked at how he just always looked so happy after he got finished smoking a joint. And I was like, I just, I, I want that. He looked so happy and he smelled so freaking good. So sure enough, we go outside and... Um, Smoked a couple joints, and I got so high that when I got inside, <laughs> he was freaking out, and he calls my sister over, and he's like, Regina, you got to help me. <laughs> your, brother's, your brother's so high, your father's going to kill me. So sure enough, my sister puts me inside the, uh, inside the bed, gives me like four sandwiches. I inhale all four sandwiches, probably down a gallon of freaking orange juice, and crashed. <laughs> <laughs> Before they saw your eyeballs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, the first time my dad caught me was, uh, I was 14. 14? Yeah. And? and? His, his exact words to me. Oh, you better go upstairs. You better you better do something with those eyes before your mother catches you, and I have to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you, daddy. You're a god. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't happy with me, but. Um, mom was the worst. No, my mom, um, if she got upset, then my dad would have to react. You know? Right. Just do his thing. Yeah. That's his role. Yeah, that's it. Now, my, my, my mom was always the boss. Oh, my, yeah. my dad was the enforcer. Right. My mom could say one word and get all four children to do anything she wants. Kenny! <laughs> what, Ma? What do you want? Vacuum? <laughs> now? Gotcha. <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah, mine was always wait till your dad gets home. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what my mom would say, too. My mom would be like, do not tell your father. He will kill you. <laughs> Do not tell your father. We're going to have to figure this out. <laughs> and then my dad would ask me. I couldn't lie to my dad. My mother's like, <laughs> just looking at me like, why? And I'm like, he asked me. He told me not to lie to him. 
Yeah, that's Chris and Trinity. He has ingrained that in her. Do not lie to me. <laughs> and she tells me stuff I don't even want to know. Yes. But, but hey, it's that one what she will learned. come back and bite you. Oh, I tell my daughter I'm only here for what you don't want. <laughs> that's when you call me. That's the only <laughs> thing. Everything else is your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Go to your mom, please. And then, sure enough, can you talk to can you talk to Lily? I'm like, really. Me? Mm-hmm. About what? No. <laughs> it's not comfortable. Okay. Joey, so what, when you decided to make a pasta and infuse it, what was that very first infusion like? Horrible. Let's be honest. Um, you know, I had no idea. There was no science. There was no internet at the time. I couldn't pull recipes out. Um, I just had to go on everything I knew. And to be honest with you, I did not even, I didn't know how to infuse oils, so I just put the whole plan in. You know, pretty much ground it up, and it was some leafy-ass pasta. <laughs> right, that's what I did with brownies the first time. I yeah. thought you just broke up weed, put it in the brownie mix, and we were eating brownies all in our teeth. Like, man, this oh, is yeah. really good. You're like, what the hell? This was supposed to happen. And I'm not getting high. Oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, what wound up happening was I um, started cooking it in olive oil because <laughs> freaking guineas, what do we know? Yeah. It's like, what do we have? We have olive oil. A lot of butter and a ton of bacon fat. This is great. I, so th- those are and some favorite. garlic. Oh, garlic and everything. Yes. I sweat garlic and uh, olive oil. Well, <laughs> it'll be good once you're down here. The mosquitoes don't like the garlic. Oh, so thank Jesus. Oh, yeah. man, that just gave me an idea. Infuse garlic cloves. <laughs> Boom. Chris will <laughs> eat a whole garlic. Joy's like, like hold on, I got it right over here. <laughs> we have this. that uh, So we do our tincture, and we infuse it with um, organic garlic. And it's super garlic, so when you like you open it and all you can smell is garlic and then you taste it and it's so freaking garlicky. Okay. Um, super delicious. Yeah. yeah. I'm hot. And it's uh it's great to just add on uh, a dish at the end. Yeah, it was like maybe some spaghetti, throw that on the spaghetti. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great, yeah. Put it in the pasta. Yeah. Like at uh you know, you got some bread and you know, throw some butter on there, a little Parmesan cheese, a couple drops. You got garlic butter. What about in the sauce? Yeah. Huh? Right in the sauce. Mm-hmm. Right at the end. So you don't want to cook it off. All right. So, right. so you know, the first one was kind of a debacle. How, how did you kind of start getting into where you're at? Um, pretty much just. Did you start cooking like professionally? Like, oh, just I, like. So I started cooking professionally for like money when I was 14. And I never got out of the kitchen. Um, well, excuse me. I didn't get out of the kitchen until I was 30. So from 14 to 30, I was in the kitchen constantly. And, um, then I moved down to Florida and I was, um, I went into bartending and still I was doing consulting for kitchens at the time. Um, but even then I was just honing in as far as trying to get, uh, trying to figure out how to clarify, uh, the oils and butter and, what I was doing is I was doing, you know, the traditional method of crock pot, and then I would uh, boil them in water and then freeze them, and the oils and the butters, fats would rise to the top, scoop all that out, and after doing it a couple of times, you start to remove some of the chlorophyll. Now, all of those cannabinoids are not water-soluble, thank God. They're oil, so they're not, and I didn't know this at the time, but they weren't sticking to the ice. My dumb ass... <laughs> would melt it down and drink the water like f that i'm not losing anything <laughs> <laughs> um but i just started um refining more and more and 
believe it or not, the internet was huge. It was huge because now I could do a lot of my own research. Um, you know, believe it or not, it wasn't until maybe the last decade where cannabis science has really been readily available. Um, before that, you had to, you know, look and look and look. And 95% of the stuff you found was, you know, all um, reefer madness propaganda. Right. Marijuana is a gateway drug mm -hmm. to the refrigerator. <laughs> like, seriously. Really? Have you ever heard anybody kill his entire family in a marijuana-induced rage? No. 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 You get high. You get happy. You might get a little sleepy. You might get a little energetic, depending on sativa indica. Um, if you're a guy, you want to grab your woman and be like, hey, honey, get over here right now. That's about it. <laughs> let's eat. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's eat pasta. <laughs> but um, I started just honing in um, my culinary skills and constantly adding cannabis to it. I was a track athlete, so inhalation was never my go-to. Inhalation for me was like, um, like smoking weed is like my asthma pump. It's like I need something right now. I need it to hit me right now. Let me hit it. Um, for whatever reason, you know, it's not for whatever reason. Once you've been doing edibles for a, a period of time, you realize the onset. You, you realize how long it's going to take before it hits you. So you prepare yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but growing up, since, you know, smoking wasn't really a, a viable thing, just keep figuring out how to put it in food, put it in food. And then I worked for a company called, uh, started working for a company called Magical Butter. And uh, they hired me as their executive chef. And for almost six years, I got to travel the world and do nothing but hone in culinary cannabis. And, and that's the machine, correct? Yes. The Magical Butter machine. Correct. Well, and they have recipes for everything. Everything. Yeah. Yes, they do. No, no, there's there's a bunch of other chefs who 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 is who has um, collaborated with them as well. I will absolutely not take sole credit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. The, yeah, the magical butter machine is awesome. You can make tincture, butter, oils, drinks, all kinds of stuff. It is really topicals. I, so anything. I I made my first purchase, but I didn't know about this magical butter machine. I got that Levo. Oh, I saw that one too. It does oils. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, just recently, I did the Levo two, and it's, it's a on steeper. back order. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm excited about that because that's what I mm -hmm. want. So my entry into cannabis was also consuming edibles, right? So mine was depression, and I needed to learn how to, you know, set myself throughout the day because I didn't. I wasn't sure what it was going to do, right? I was a newbie, right? I, I'm with I'm I'm that guy that was on the other side of, of you going don't do you know like it's a bad thing so uh, at this point in my life when I needed something I didn't know how to consume it I wasn't going to smoke it no way because uh, even today if I'll smoke it I'll go around and somebody be like hey have you been smoking I'm like so professionally it just wasn't right it just wasn't so great to walk into a customer's place and be smelling like smoke but I could eat. And if I just take a nibble every, you know, little bit, just stay that way through the whole day. So I, I'm, I'm with you on the on the edibles. It's to me, it was, it's, and I could feel it different, right? It's more of that full body for me in a sense. So do you, you guys know about the science behind edibles? Obviously. Well, please enlighten us, because maybe not every listener does. Um, edibles hit you differently simply because 
it processes through the liver. When you consume delta-9 THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, um, it processes through the liver, and it does something that it, it, when it processes through the liver, it changes, and it creates a new cannabinoid that doesn't happen anywhere in nature. It's 11-hydroxy-THC, which is a metabolite that amps that feeling five to ten times sometimes. So um, we have, I had a friend of mine who's a doctor, and me and him were arguing about, you know, once it hit the stomach, once edibles hit the stomach acid, it reduces the bioavailability by up to 50%. So I'm like, all right, let's take a 10-milligram edible, and we'll do the math on that. So it hits the stomach acid. Let's say it go, it loses 50%. It processes through the liver, turns into 11-hydroxy. It's now up to his, up, up to 25%. Excuse me, 25 milligrams. So it went from 10 to 5 and then back up to 25. And that's the thing with edibles. And the other thing is edibles hit you totally different because when it hits you, it goes from zero to hero. You go from I don't feel it, I don't feel it mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. oh my god, I feel it all. I think Chris, I feel everything. I think you had that quote of oh yeah, yeah. Once once you start asking once where's you yeah where you go yeah. you don't feel it <laughs> yeah hey when's the edible gonna kick in that's about the right time that it kicks in I yeah, that's when they smash you. Do you ever see people like when you tickle the neck and they do that? Right. That's when the edibles hit. I watch people. <laughs> and I'm like oh god oh they're in trouble. Katie's whole face will start melting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. I look fine. (laughs) (laughs) So we have a guy at work who, um, um, he's our director of operations, George Reppy. If you hear this, George, I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell the story. I dose this poor bastard all the time. (laughs) He looks at me. (laughs) He's the only one. There's um, There's a saying at our company, when you ask me, how many milligrams look in my eyes? Because if I look you in your eye and tell you, I'm telling you the truth. If I hand you something and go, yeah, try this, turn my head and walk away, don't eat that. I'm dosing you. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to have some fun. <laughs> and I do that to George all the time. And no matter what I give him, he eats it. And I'll always dumb down the milligrams. Always dumb down the milligrams. What's his tolerance? Um, his tol- tolerance is somewhere probably around 30, maybe 50 milligrams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I made him a little <laughs> tiny jar of hot sauce. It was 1,000 milligrams. Oh, my god! <laughs> and I lied and told him it was 500. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then he was dipping stuff in. He's like, this is delicious. And I'm like, <laughs> after the fifth dip, he looks up at me like, pissed. Like, you son of a bitch. I'm like, yep, got you again. Yep. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Sorry, so- George. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, George. <laughs> so as you were starting to learn your process and learn everything, what was some of the, uh, you know, as as there's going to be, we mentioned the Levo, we mentioned that butter, you know, that's interesting that you were a part of that. Cause I wanted to, there's been people that have reached out to me and have asked, you know, Hey, will there be any, uh, you know, tips or tricks for anybody at home? Right. You know, uh, anything you could pass on to people that are, you know, infusing themselves. Yes. If you're going to infuse, make sure, make sure that, um, you start off low, low dose. If you're, if you're not used to eating edibles, um, don't try to be a hero. Think of it like tequila. If you've never drinking tequila before, you're not going to go slam a whole bottle. You you know you want to. You don't you go for the worm first, Katie. No no no. You want to <laughs> you want to tiptoe. You want you don't want to just dive into the deep end when you don't know how to swim. You know, uh, think about starting off low and realize that not 
every edible company is the same. So some edible companies will make sure that all the milligrams are in there all the time. Every piece of candy, the same from one to one million. Um, that is not true with all edible brands. That's right. just the way it is. So sometimes you'll you'll think your edible game is 100 milligrams, and it's really not 100 milligrams. So if if you're starting off, regardless of what it is, when you're cooking at home, start off nice and low. You could always eat more. You can't eat less. If you don't feel it in 20, 30 minutes, you can eat a little bit more and eat a little bit more. Once again, like sip. You're sipping the tequila. You're not slamming the damn bottle. Um that yeah, we being, have to tell people that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, especially with edibles because they're crazy. Right. Edibles will put you in a place where you don't want to be and then you won't try it again. Yeah, and, exactly. you know, it's... it's or you'll t- be scared yeah. to try anything. And, and that's... that's, yeah, that's I, the, I shared a story recently uh, where uh, we got some... Uh, or the little chocolate truffles. Oh, yeah. And Those I are ate, delicious. Oh, so good. I, and, and I got just ate one and I was like, hmm, you know, it's good. And I put up on the for my sister and brother-in-law to eat and we were driving to Arkansas and yeah they didn't they didn't just nibble it was so yeah. good that they just start <laughs> mm-hmm. they we are made, delicious we yeah. made truffle popcorn one time for a party about an hour later Ooh. yeah and now my sister will not she hasn't she hasn't consumed again she won't eat it again because she got way too high mm-hmm. I got a woman so high she asked me literally yelled at me did you infuse the air is the and looking around for like <laughs> Somebody who's blowing in cannabis smoke, and I'm like, that's no, no, you ate too much, and I told you. And no matter what I said, you didn't listen because you didn't think it was as strong as it was. Um, but getting back to cooking, um, <laughs> something, something like uh, FICO or RSO, when you're cooking with that, it's going to have a stronger flavor. So you're going to want to put it into something that can handle stronger flavors. Um, you know, a nice, like a, a nice deep. Uh, gravy, maybe a barbecue sauce, um, a tomato sauce. Uh, and what you want to do is you want to saute it with the onions and garlic and then deglaze it with a little wine, really fort- fortify the flavors. And what that's going to do is it's really going to help you to mask the harshness of the of the RSO because the RSO, even though it is full spectrum, it is going to have um, the planty flavor due to the chlorophyll. All right, so you would like to put the infusion into the sauce or something that you put onto the main course, in a sense. Correct. Or um, there's a lot of really good tinctures out there, and um, we make tinctures that are 1.1 to 2.2 milligrams. All right, let's talk about your tincture. So our, our tinctures, we do a little something different. We do not use MCT oil. There is a very specific reason. It's Which touted. a bad cutting agent. Well, they they tout it as a great oil. It's it's pure medium chain triglyceride. That's pure bullshit. That is a lie. It's a marketing ploy. They have to remove all the good healthy fats of the coconut oil out to keep it in liquid form. And then they cut it with palm kernel oil. And the vast majority of palm kernel oil is coming out where they're tearing out the rainforest in South America. So for those two reasons, I will never use MCT oil on top of the fact that because they've removed all those good healthy fats, when you heat it past a certain point, it goes from being semi-healthy to toxic to the body. Three reasons I won't use it. In order to make tinctures with MCT oil, you have to heat the oil in order to have the cannabis correctly homogenized into the oil, right. into the MCT. So what we do is we said, screw MCT, we use virgin coconut oil. That has all the beautiful 
Yeah, I love coconut health, oil. and it's yeah, uh, virgin organic, um, organic virgin coconut oil, organic extra virgin olive oil, and the reason why we do that is all those super high omegas, so good for your brain, your heart, yeah. your skin, your hair, super healthy, and then cannabis oils, and we do use distillate and RSO. We use distillate for that consistent clean punch, and we use the RSO to give it that pure full spectrum. All right, so your tincture, you would recommend doing what with food and your tincture? Now, the beautiful thing about the tinctures is you don't want to add them to your food um, while you're cooking because uh, they're already activated. What you want to do is you want to add it at the very end. So it doesn't burn off. Well, yeah, not only will it not burn off, but now you're going to get that full punch you're you're not gonna um, you're not gonna worry about degrading any of it. You're not gonna worry about any of your um, delta nine converting to any CBN. You want whatever you whatever's in the actual tincture. You're gonna get all of that in the food, and then because it's uh, either one point one or two point two milligrams, you could dose however you want. Yeah. So, right. is, so is it a syringe? It's a dropper. Dropper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think this uh, tincture comes in multiple flavors, too, if you were. Correct. Was, we have everything from a zero to one, uh, uh, all CBD, to a one to zero. And the way we do it is real simple. The first number is always going to be THC. The second number is always going to be CBD. And then we're we're in the process of doing a um, uh, CBG and CBN um, added as well. All right, so are these full spectrum? Yes, Okay, so what uh, what profiles are we looking at? You know, is it time to invest in investigate into these terpene talk? Oh, yeah, terpene talk. Well, today because we're doing edibles, we're going to talk about cannabis terpenes versus culinary terpenes. All right, that's cool. Okay, so I have learned that I guess our body has a whole cannabinoid system. That when we ingest foods as well as different cannabis and different, uh, I guess what, stuff that's grown out of the earth. Nutrients. Then um, we're interjecting maybe uh, holistic more stuff from the ground as well as way from the ground. So there's like this whole system that works together. Help us explain that a little bit better because I'm not so proficient as probably you are. Um, well, the, the synergy between, uh, you know, food cannabis and and humans is is quite incredible and cannabis itself if you look at cannabis and hemp seeds protein omega fiber um there are so many nutrients that the hemp and cannabis seed matches what we need Mm -hmm. um so just just by itself Cannabis is utterly essential for for humans. It's so good as as a nutraceutical. <clears throat> now, on top of that, the way um, cannabis works with the body is the more that you can get as far as from the cannabis plant, the more you can pull naturally from the plant, the full plant, the better it's going to react with your body. And it has what's called an entourage effect. So when you have an isolate, let's let's just use CBD for for now. CBD is like a conduit. CBD helps all the other cannabinoids work better. But CBD by itself, it will it, have benefits, but it won't work nearly as good as if you add a couple of minor cannabinoids like CBG and CBN, and then another major cannabinoid like Delta-9-THC. Now, with those, you're, you're going to get a completely different effect. 
you're going to get a, a much stronger effect that's going to hit your body in several different ways. And each one of those cannabinoids are going to affect your body in very specific ways. Now, when you start adding things. Right. So, hold, so, sorry. So, no, 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 no. I love it. I just like to inter- like when I have a thought. So, so in a sense, if we're patients and we're sitting down to a meal, right, we could in theory, if we wanted to uh, help our bodies even better, more, right, uh, in, ingest cannabis as well as certain foods that would help the, everything work together. Is that what you're saying? Well, um, what I'm kind of what I'm saying is when you're eating, think of the entourage effect as if you were just eating protein, nothing else but protein, your body's going to, you know, you'll do okay, but your body needs other stuff. So now you take that protein and you add some, some green leafy vegetables to it. Um, now you add, uh, some, some extra fiber and now you have a, a starch and what you're doing is you're rounding out and you're, you're pulling, your body's pulling different things from each specific, um, you know, from... Almost like a food group. Correct, basically. from each food group. Well, the same thing with cannabinoids. Each cannabinoid is going to have that type of effect. So um, vitamin D will have, you know, you get vitamin... Some people get vitamin D from uh, milk. Some people get it from, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, from plants. It's going to react to your body one way. Now you add vitamin K, all of a sudden it starts to absorb a little bit better. <clears throat> now you you get some vitamin natural vitamin C from from uh some citrus. That's now you're once again you're helping your body even more. That's what the cannabinoids are doing. Every minor cannabinoid has a profound effect. So like uh but I've heard so I've heard like you can consume mango, right? And then not mm-hmm. supposed to help your cannabinoids for certain types of uh strains i think right right yes mango is high in mercy it um people grow mango close to cannabis because it brings out the terpenes in the cannabis but also yeah when you eat mangoes when you're consuming cannabis it makes the terpenes affect stronger in your body yeah. So when what else? It intensifies the high. What right. other foods should we go for? Vitamin. Uh, so great foods to go for. Um, by the way, in case you don't know this, cashews and mangoes are cousins. So, mm. yeah. The and shape I'm, is the same. Yeah, right? It's crazy. I, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't freaking believe that. Yeah, but we're not really supposed to eat a lot of cashews because they're so high in... And fat? Yeah. Well, fats are good for you, especially if you're not consuming a lot of meats. You need those fats. Nuts are high in protein. Cannabis is really high in protein. I made a post just yesterday about all the nutrients that are in cannabis seeds if you consume them. And... It's really interesting, but cannabis is a superfood. Yes, it's it a is. superfood. It definitely is. There's yeah. there's a lot of studies out that say that we should be juicing raw cannabis daily. I wish that we could grow it in such abundance and it was readily available where we can just go. You know, I'm just going to pluck this tree and just you know, I'm going to juice this one today. Mm-hmm. <sighs> God, and my friends make fun of me because every time I see beautiful flower i see a great extract my first thought is i want to cook with that and everybody else is like why i'm like because of how it's going to feel well and when you're talking about putting natural things in your body 
and you're talking about needing protein and they they worry about vegetarians and vegans getting enough protein cannabis is high enough in protein that you could supplement meat eggs tofu all those things if you were eating it raw seeds and juicing and um as far as what foods to get in whatever food you're eating healthy foods that you're eating is what i suggest you put into cannabis um i am I'm I'm very big. I love meat. I can't help it. I'm a meatitarian, but um, I love meat and vegetables. Those you came are my to a good state for that. Oh God! And I just I, those are my things. I love meat. I love vegetables. You guys were talking bison earlier. Have you had bison? You oh my God! Yes, yes. I love bison. Um, matter of fact, we did a uh, bison uh, rib roast. So we got a beauty. Yeah, we did a whole ribeye. Injected the living. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to be a little free. I injected the shit out of it with a beautiful butter marinade, mm-hmm. and then I made another cowboy butter to go on top of it. Yum. Oh, I have pictures of it. It is freaking sick. Um, yeah, I love, 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 love it. And anything, anything that you like, any food that you like, it doesn't matter. Pescatarian, vegan, vegetarian, meatitarian, um, whatever-itarian you are. You can put cannabis in your food. It's it's so simple. I think I saw a photo on your IG uh, with, uh, oh, shoot, I can't think of it now. Uh, asparagus. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I like to do asparagus, and I'll do it in coconut oil. Um, and uh, we've had different, uh, we have the, the one with the uh, syringe that was mm-hmm. here, and you could definitely do that because it was already um, it's full spectrum as well as, uh, what's that word? It was already uh, live. Decarbed? It was already decarbed. Yeah, so yes. it was activated. Activated. Correct. So I have definitely found cooking from home when using when using that is a lot more easier than trying to make your own butter or oh, make yeah. your own oil when it's already ready for you. So much easier for somebody that's not a professional, you know, like a professional like you. Well, let's, so this right here has 710 milligrams. You put this into two and sticks. what is that? This is, I'm sorry, so we have a, uh, a syringe of RSO, OG Kush RSO, 710 milligrams of THC, 56 milligrams of uh, CBG. So if That's you. That's a lot of CBG, by the way. Yeah. yeah. A minor cannabinoid packing the punch. Now, you can put this into some butter, melt, melt some butter down, uh, room temperature, uh, whip it up with a little hand beater. Put it into the refrigerator, and now you know exactly how much is going to be, or very close, what's going to be in every tablespoon, every teaspoon. Three teaspoons for every tablespoon, just in case anybody's out there. Um, That being said, it's very easy to regulate what you you want and what you can consume or want to consume. Um, with the products that are out there, with your RSOs and the tinctures, uh, it really, really makes it easy. So if somebody's going to cook from the house, that's what you would definitely recommend. Absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're already activated. You don't have to worry about decarbing, which can be a pain in the ass and tricky. And then, to be honest with you, after you decarb it, you're not going to know unless you get it tested. And that's just more expense. You don't want to buy a product and then have to go out and test that product that you just went and sport a lot, uh, spent a lot of money for. You might right. not know really how, you know, because when I've done decarbing and then put it into coconut oil and done that, like, I don't really know what, like you said, percentage or yes. real, how much really got in. I'm just trying to figure it out as I go, right? And you can say, I got this much the last 23 <laughs> times. Yeah, well, this time, the 24th, you did not get that, brother. Right. And that's that's happened to me. I've, 
I've been cooking with this plant for 36 years, and that doesn't mean that, A, I know everything, B, I'm perfect every time. Um, what the RSO, the FICO, the tinctures, what that does is that takes all that work out, takes the guessing out. It, it allows you, it puts the control into the patient's hand. It allows the patient to decide how much or how little they want. And to be honest with you, we all know this, during the day, you got shit to do. You don't want to be high out of your, out of your mind. Yeah. But at night, you want to turn your brain off. Right. So you're going to pack it as much as you can or as much as you can handle because you don't want to wake up and be completely right. out of your mind. All right, last one you got here is the granola. Talk to me about the granola because I don't think I've ever seen somebody infuse granola. I've tried little uh, little bars at home and doing stuff. It didn't turn out so good. Oh, it uh, is yum. This one is yeah. good. So I want to hear good. about the granola. So we have uh, three flavors of our out-of-controller granola. We have our um, glaze of fire, and that is a honey cayenne-based granola. It's um. Is that what this one is? Yes, and I'm all of our yes, all of our granola is um not only <laughs> organic, <laughs> not only organic oats, they're um gluten free as well. Now here's another little cool thing that um we're very 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 proud of, where we make our granola and our candied nuts, we do not make anything else. So our gummies and everything else is made in a soy and nut free environment, which is pretty freaking cool. Uh, all right, so talk to us. Chris was just seeing this, and that's yeah. pretty cool. Tell us about your little note on the bottom of the granola package. Uh, yeah, on the bottom of the granola package, uh, you know, yeah. One, one, one small positive thought can change your whole day. And pretty much just, you know, just a little, hey, just remember somebody loves you out there. And if they don't tell you, I'm telling you, I love you. <laughs> yes. Come to Kush. We love you too. Yes. And over here at Kush. They definitely love you. This place is awesome, by the way. Thank you. We Thank tried. you for having us. Uh, I'm, I, I think that kind of solidifies everything, man. I, I, I love your style. I love who you are. Um, love how more. you've got into it. Yeah, I'll grab it. Um, and then just putting little notes like that of positivity out there, it's really well done, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. One yeah. more thing. What about... You have a lot of stuff coming up for May the 4th be with you. Oh, what's, yes. what's that? One stuff of my about? favorite holidays. I will not be here actually. Oh. Now that I so I, I go out and visit my kids uh, on May the 4th because we're Star Wars people. And so I'll, I'll dress them up in Star Wars. We'll walk down through the beach by Jacksonville. And we always do this to everybody. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> so you understand. You get it. He's a big nut about it. Yeah, my, my dog's name is Ray Skywalker. Like, come on. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to name my dog. My daughter did, and I got vetoed. And my by the way. My daughter's named her. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, my daughter was my daughter was three years old. <laughs> and uh, my is wife looked at me like that's the dog's name. Is that in between two and four? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know if you know this, but um, I am the boss in my house. What my wife tells me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the boss right now? Yes. Right. I wear the pants in the family. She says, honey, here's your pants. I love these pants, baby. <laughs> All right, so what's your May the 4th be with you? Okay, so the uh, every May 4th, we do a whole line of multi-layered Star Wars gummy themes and chocolate themes. Um, this year we're doing um, all gummies. We have a Death Star that is 3,500 milligrams. This one's going to be 16 layers. Uh, we have a... Um, uh, I saw the picture of it. it R2-D2. Looks, it looks scary. Did you see the uh, the Han Solo? 
So the Han Solo is frozen in carbonite. It's it's all different freaking layers. Um, they're I'm scared of all of them. <sighs> yeah. So, so they hey, so, so May the fourth. You got to go over to R three Stretch. This place I go and I get. Uh, um, we get into this chamber and they freeze you at two hundred negative two hundred fifteen degrees. It's called cryotherapy, and I, I joke with anybody that's new that kind of puts me in there. Yeah, I go. I'm gonna do the Han oh Solo, my God. and I'll do that. And you know, they're all too young; they don't ever know. And they're like, "What's that? Who's Han What's Han Solo? Solo? <laughs> oh, it's yeah, my, my daughter. Now that uh, now that she's older, she knows every single Star Wars. Um, you know, character Rogue One is one of her favorite movies, and I'm like, that's the most depressing. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, everybody dies. She's like, yeah, but the way they went out, I'm like, that's my girl, that's my boo. <laughs> oh my god, yes, she understands me. That's awesome. All right, so you're going to release these, and they're gonna be yeah. So uh, all of these gummies are gonna be um, limited drop. They're pre-orders. We're their pre-orders are flying out. We're we did at originally set a um, yes. They're gonna be. Uh, exclusively, as, as far as I know, here at Cush Dispensaries, and um, what what it is is there. Uh, what was I saying? Because there's R two D two. Oh yeah, we got R two D two, Han Solo, Millennium Falcon, Death Star, uh, Darth Vader, Stormtroopers. And All right, Chris, favorite Star Wars character? The girl, of course. <laughs> Are you kidding Princess me? Leia. Are yeah. you kidding me? Chewbacca is one of your favorite songs. Oh God, I love Chewbacca. Chewbacca's okay, but he's just not as can pretty you, as. Can you sound like Princess Chewbacca? Leia. Is that why you like him? No. Oh, no, come on. No, I, no. I used to have Chewbacca as my ringtone. It was so annoying, though. People were just like, "Seriously?" I was like, "Okay, I'll turn it off." She's he talking could, about uh, the song Chewbacca. Hosty duo. It's a local band out of Norman. And one of his songs is They're Chewbacca. They're not any longer. He's by himself, so he's just hosty. Yeah, but it's just a local Norman band. Norman's pretty freaking awesome, too, man. I thought they sang like Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> no. Katie, Nobody wants favorite? to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, the little Ewoks were mm-hmm. always yeah, my favorite. Definitely. Now, do you, definitely. you know the story behind that, right? No. They, Ewoks was written in after Star Wars was a global phenomenon. That was not supposed to be... The Ewoks, that was supposed to be the big fight um, uh, with the Wookiees. Oh, well, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, and what wound up happening was, um, you know, Star Wars was a big hit with kids, and George Lucas was like, yeah, Uh we're going to make these little cuddly things, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I fell for it. Uh, Me too, because I had the whole Star Wars, the the little village, you know, when you're growing up, and I had the Millennium Falcon, and yeah. couldn't even imagine if I was to save, if I would have saved the toys that I had. Right. Lord have right, mercy. Girls my father. Back here for a Play second. with them. They're freaking toys. You're a kid. Be a All kid. All three of you. Get the other ones. <laughs> What's your favorite? I know I asked the question, but I mean, I think growing up, I definitely was, I was a Luke fan. I definitely, I mean, I, I always loved Luke growing up. Yeah. Han. Yeah. My I, favorite I ever. Yeah. I love you. I know, <laughs> which was yes. ad-libbed. He, he freaking forgot his lines, and they were like, no, that's great. We're keeping it. All right. Yeah, Joey? Yes. Uh, Taffy, Silverberry. Silverberry Taffy. You three split that and see what you think. It, it's a little sticky. It's vegan. I mean, you got to try it and yeah. tell us how it tastes. I don't know. Just take a bite. It's sticky. Sticky icky. Yeah, sticky. Okay, so tell us what they're going to be eating. 
So they're going to be eating um, a uh, one of the new products that's coming out. We have uh, a taffy. Yeah, that is not the end wrapper either, as you can see. And uh, yeah, that right there is silverberry. Silverberry because the natural blue coloring, when we pulled it and made it opaque, it didn't turn blue, it turned silver, and I didn't want to add any more coloring. All right, so the first first thing I see... 700 the, milligrams apiece. The, <laughs> the taffy really pulled apart, which was cool. You know, like when you see... You ever remember going to... I don't know if they had... They had little carnivals and stuff up Hell in New York, yeah. right? The little taffy machine that's little stretching taffy all the taffy. Pulling, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it reminded me of, which you don't see very often in taffy. That's so that, sweet. That you buy. So, so that's awesome, man. They, you nailed the taffy already. Yeah. All right, hold on. You guys got to come talk here. Oh, by the way, that was made with um, strawberry banana extract, um, full spectrum. That was uh, our our extractionist. This is the live uh, rosin press and the live resin that he made. I bought a bunch of bought a bunch of it i bought probably like 35 grams of it and i was like well i'm making taffy today let's put some full spectrum in it so you guys got oh to so have you that. made the taffy with that yes okay all right so tell that's us about like. it so it was really sweet really like kind of fruity but like a vanilla fruity and i really like the texture of it honestly the texture of it was really really nice and creamy not so much like stuck to your tooth like your teeth creamy like it really just like was nice taffy like <laughs> creamy nice yeah. taffy all right, Mandy, what did you think? I agree a lot with Trinity. The biggest thing was that it didn't get stuck in my teeth. A lot of taffies get stuck in your teeth, and they're really bad, but it was nice and creamy. I thought it was going to be really bitter, but it wasn't bitter at all. Really smooth, mellow taste. All right, Kaylee, what is your hypothesis on this? 10 out of 10 would definitely recommend to a friend. Um. Ooh. <laughs> It kind of reminds me of saltwater taffy, so that's what you can relate it to, and taste doesn't taste like distillate at all. So that's good for people that really are bothered by the flavor of weed. Cool. Doesn't taste like weed. Nicely right. done. Thank Nicely you. Done. Thank you, girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you. All right, Chef. Where do people find you on social? Um, Chef Joey Galliano. That's G A L E A N O. Chef Joey's Edibles and Delta Oil Co. Um, all at of those. <laughs> I'm not really uh, hip with the social media. I am definitely technically uh, challenged. Just over type here. in Chef Joey's. Yeah, Chef Joey's. Uh, no, there's quite a few Chef Joey's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you uh, got to pronounce Chef Joey's yeah. com is our website. Um, That's what when I sent earlier, I was like, hey, what's his uh, IG? And I went Chef Joey because I was like, oh, shit, there's a bunch well, of them. Yeah. Apostrophe yeah. S. Uh, the big Chef deal Joey. is okay. the no, cooking Chef, videos, right? You have uh, a lot of cooking videos? Yes, we do. I uh, we be, With the company that I was formal with, uh, formerly with, Magical Butter, we got to amass um, a couple of hundred different recipe videos. Uh, they're out there. They're on Herb.co, High Times, Canadish, MagicalButter.com, and our YouTube channel, uh, jo- Joseph Galliano. Joseph Galliano yeah. on jo- jo- YouTube. <laughs> that would be the one to go to then, definitely. Yeah. If you're looking for any tips for cooking dinner, go to YouTube and look up Sh- Joey Gallo- Galliano or Chef. What uh, you just say? On YouTube, Joseph. it's Joseph Galliano. Joseph yeah. Galliano. Just really on generic, YouTube. just my, my actual name. And if you guys have any questions, please, um, if you hit me up on Instagram, YouTube, any of the social medias, Facebook, I will answer. And you have questions, I promise if I don't have the answer, I will get them for you. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Love it, man. And the granola was 
and you could taste that, right? You could taste that little spiciness to it, but it's not overpowering. Yeah, just a the nice cayenne. little hint. Yeah, yeah, just barely a little bit of it. Yeah, it was yeah, good. It good. was good. Definitely. Katie, where people find Kush? You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Kush Dispensary Tulsa. And you can find us right here at 1711 East Skelly Drive, seven days a week from 10 to 10. You can also hit us up for happy hour from 10 to noon, 20% off. And then come and check us out on 420. We'll be opening up the dog park. It'll Grand be a good time. of Kush Lounge. Yeah. All right. Joey, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you for coming out. Thanks for all the info. I mean, that's some great information out to the community. Thanks for all that you're doing for us and for having such high-end good food that we can consume, man. This is this is delicious. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me, and thank you, Kush Dispensaries. Thank you guys very much, man. Thank you, Tulsa. Love you guys. Peace. Hey, guys. This is Katie at Kush. I just wanted to give you guys a friendly reminder we do happy hour every morning from 10 to noon. It's every day, 20% off everything in store except for the daily deal. That's right, 20% off. You can get concentrates, edibles, pre-rolls, flour, all at 20% off every morning, 10 to noon. Come and see us. It's the Kush Life for us. Kush life.